This is Justin Brina Brepic, and if you want to learn how to level up and be successful through masterminds, then you should listen to my good friend Brandon Straza with the Mastermind Effect. You love to learn, grow, and improve yourself, but you're still not where you want to be? The right mastermind can be the ultimate secret weapon when it comes to personal development, but trying to find the one that's built for you isn't always easy. Welcome to the Mastermind Effect, the one and only show that focuses on helping you cut through the noise, invest in yourself, and move past your natural limits. This is everything you need to know about masterminds, brought to you by your host, Brandon Straza. Hey everybody, today we have got Justin Breen, founder of Brepic, and we go into how he connects to over 60,000 people through his neural network online. We learn how to change your mindset through masterminds and how you need to look at your partnerships as investments, not costs. Check it out. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. I believe the only way to unlock your potential is to tap into the experiences of others. And today, to help us do that, we have got the founder of Brepic, Justin Breen. Justin, welcome to the show. How's it going? Amazing. Life's great. Awesome. You've got a beautiful background right there. Hey, real quick, before we dive into everything, once the listeners out there realize all the value that you bring in today, they're probably going to want to reach out. What is the best way to contact you through social, personal? What is it? Sure. So I have about 40,000 followers on social media, uh, more than 21 on LinkedIn. So just find me on LinkedIn, Justin Breen, or my website is repicllc.com. Yeah, and you are the you are an unbelievable wizard. If if the reason I say that is is you connect people after connect people after connect people on LinkedIn. So yeah, I absolutely would say find him on LinkedIn. So all right, let's let's get this going. You know, the availability in how we're able to learn from different people today has really changed over the last five and ten years. When we were younger. It was textbooks and the teachers around us. And then eventually it became our friends, the people that we worked with, but they only really gave us a tiny sliver of what was, what was possible. How has learning changed for you from your early years to today? That's a really good first question. I'll say it or answer it as succinctly as possible. But I mean, I was a good student. I got a full academic scholarship to University of Illinois, but that's not really how I like to learn. So that was the traditional way of learning and growing up in school and sitting in a classroom, which was very difficult for me because I had zero patience and I, um, boredom to me is worse than death. So sitting in a classroom for an hour was not easy. So how I've learned now, especially since starting my company three years ago is by meeting awesome people around the world and and just having great conversations with them. I mean, that's how I've built a really successful company in less than three years is just being the dumbest person in the room and, and being like a sponge to talking, listening to all these great people around the world. So why is it when you said it's being the dumbest person in the room? I've heard, I've heard people talk about that before, but what does that really do for you and what you're able to learn and, uh, and listen from other people? So when I started my company, um, April 16, 2017 is when I incorporated. I didn't know what an LLC even stood for. I had no idea what a W-9 was. So literally zero business experience. So I was a journalist for 20 years and created my entire business model based on how PR firms annoyed me for 20 years. And, and how I did that, and everybody laughs at that, but like, that's why it's been successful. But like, So I, how I learned is by listening to people who have built successful businesses, who have built successful lives with their families and having amazing balance with their lives and their business. And so 
again, when you're the dumbest person in the room, you learn from the smartest people in the room. And then how it's worked for me is I've just implemented some of that advice into my life and or business and then watched it grow from there. Wow. Wow. Well, let's, that, that kind of takes us into to another question that I like to, to ask. I mean, today we have so many different ways to take in information. And to me, it can be confusing. I think it can for a lot of us. Some people look for a mentor, um, an accountability buddy, a mastermind, um, online courses. There's just, there's a lot of ways to take in information today. Who are you currently learning from? And most importantly, how did you find them? So I have a PR firm or whatever, but really what my company is on a much higher level of thinking is it's just a giant incubator of geniuses around the world and we're constantly introducing each other for mutual gain. And the byproduct is I'm constantly getting intros to amazing people and companies around the world that either just want to connect or want to hire my firm. And I strongly feel there's going to be more companies built on my model where it's a high price point, low overhead, essentially leveraging your network to create endless opportunities for your network and yourself and you're easily able to pivot. So I felt that was going to happen even before COVID. And I really, really strongly feel that's going to happen now. So we'll see if that's what takes place. But I'm pretty convinced that in, in my visionary wackadoo brain that that's, that's what's going to happen. So when I was a journalist, I had a giant network of folks, of well over 10,000 contacts, just sourcing and stuff like that. But when you start a business, that's a different type of contact than, you know, people that are going to, invest five figures in your company. So what I did was I just started meeting with tons and tons of people and figured out which ones meshed with my brain and, and which ones didn't. And the people that mesh with my brain, they just introduced me to more people that mesh with my brain because those are the people that hang out in their circles. So five to 10 times a day, I have meetings like this where I just talk to people and, and just absorb what they say. And, and people that don't mesh with me. They go away very quickly. But the ones that do, they're just the best people on the planet. They're awesome. They're super successful. And then they just introduce me to more people like that. Wow. And so, so I've, I've, I hear how you, how you found them, but who's like one key figure that you're really learning from right now that you can talk about and why it's been so important for this individual? So it's tough to answer that because there's 40,000 of those people in my head and it just keeps growing every single day because there's, again, the way I look at things is it's endless abundance when you keep meeting people like that and they keep introducing you to people like that. It just grows and grows and grows. So there's literally no limit to the opportunity that's out there. I mean, I guess to answer your question, in the three years I've been doing this, I've met two people that have similarly weird brains as mine. One of them is Greg Reed. He founded a, a group called Secret Knock, which is based out of San Diego, but it has folks around the world. It's um, super positive, really excellent networking group, very like-minded, great people. And he's a guy that's just super nice, always responds, knows a lot of very influential people in business and, and entertainment and things like that. And so he's someone that I certainly emulate and he's created unbelievable businesses because of how his brain works. And, you know, I think that's my goal too, is just continue to build this network to create abundance for people. Yeah, absolutely. Some people, you know, when they get stuck, they don't know how to execute what's in their head. It's kind of like they, they, they get into a pond, um, they keep moving around and all the water just keeps getting murky spinning their tires, spinning the tires and, and they can't find a way if they just pause for a moment, to 
watch the water, you know, ease and not ripple anymore, that there's a little bit of clarity. So as we're talking about getting stuck, how, how do you find a way, what's the best way that masterminds have helped you get unstuck when you're looking to execute something new? Okay. So I'm in several global entrepreneurial organizations where just this foundation, it's the groups I'm in, it's revenues to 50 K to a million. So it weeds out most small businesses, which, and I don't care about revenue at all. It's just a number, but I will say it, when you get to the 250 K level, it does eliminate most businesses. And then it focuses on more cream of the crop type things. So being around those people literally every day, either through meetings like this or just in, you know, group discussions, you can't help but rise to that level. That's why I like being around those people. So it's more of like these masterminds is being around people with the right, the right brains and the right mindset. And then again, these are people that think like me where they, they don't spin their tires. They just like, boom, 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 boom. Let's just, and I'm a high quick start. Meaning like if I decide to do something, I just do it. There's no like hesitation. So what I found is being in those type of groups they're not, there's no cost scarcity mindset. There's abundance investment mindset. And there's a really good example of that. I'm an EO uh, entrepreneurs organization. So I'm in, again, I'm in the accelerator program. That's 250K to a million in revenue. And their goal is to get you to over the million mark, which again, I don't care about, but it's a nice number or whatever. So one of the people in the main EO program, which is again, companies over a million in revenue, she lost 90% of her business in two days because of COVID. And so she just started another company. <laughs> so, and there was no like, and then I just introduced her like 50 people who might be, you know, good referrals or whatever. Cause I just know amazing people all over the world. So that's when you're around those type of people, the spinning your tires and murky water thing that doesn't exist. It's just, let's just get stuff done and, and build another company. Uh, and, and, and for our listeners out there, because I had heard you say something about a quick start and, mm-hmm. and I was able to wrap my head around it because of the context of how what I did and what I'm talking about is I purchased Greg's book after, you know, during our first conversation, um, by the way, it's gotten here. And so I'm looking forward to the read, but explain Great. quick start to people. Yep. So the other main entrepreneurial organization I'm in is called Strategic Coach. So again, group I'm in 250K to, I think it's half a million K, that one. And then so Strategic Coach meets quarterly in Chicago, LA, Toronto, and London. So I obviously go to the Chicago meetings because I live in Illinois. I'm the only one from Illinois in my group. Everybody else flies in. So this is very high caliber people. So again, I give you that background because one, this is not a waste of anyone's time. And when you get to a certain level, these are the types of groups you want to be in because those are the right people that just understand how your brain works. So I look at strategic coaches developing my business mindset. And one of the things that it's helped me with is something called my unique ability, meaning what I'm really good at and what I like to do. So that's 99% of my day is basically just writing stories, pitching them to media, and then connecting with people on a global level. And then the other thing that's been super helpful is there's a test that is basically like the Bible of strategic coach. It's called the Colby test, K-O-L-B-E series A test. And it gives you four scores, which are fact finder, quick start, which is what we just talked about. You're just able to make a decision and go follow through, which is you say something and you actually do it. And then implementer, meaning like working with your hands. So I'm the very rare entrepreneur who's high in the first three scores, fact finder, follow through and quick start. So I can actually do something very fast and then follow through most entrepreneurs, very high quick start, no follow through. That's why they hire a bunch of people to help them with their weaknesses. 
I don't need to necessarily do that because I can follow through on my own quick start. But implementing working with my hands, I'd be a zero if, um, if that score existed. So like if you ask me to assemble anything or build something, I'll basically have a nervous breakdown. But because I am involved in that type of training and my mindset, I know, I just know how my brain works and how other people's brains works too. Wow. Wow. Interesting. I appreciate you kind of dive in a little bit more into what that really is right there. Yep. And then also mentioning those amazing organizations that, uh, that, you've, that you're a part of and what it's been doing for you. So kind of going in, into that, that, that realm of like, you know, who you're learning from, there's so many different styles of teachings. Some are classrooms, mentors, group environments. You know, I realized at a young age that I lear didn't learn best from a book, but learning and listening to people around me, their experiences. What are some of the formats that you prefer to learn from and why? So I only read nonfiction books. I'm, I'm a surprisingly fast writer being a journalist for 20 years, but I'm a very slow reader, like super slow. So if I can get through a one good nonfiction book a month, that's, that's really good for me. So I like to learn about interesting people or, you know, just kind of cool historical things in that way. How I learn in business world is by for lack of a better term, networking with the best people on the planet in those, in those groups that I'm talking about, interacting uh, with my clients. Again, just like I literally spend most of my day talking to amazing people on a global level. It's really, it's really fun. And the global perspective has taught me so many interesting things, how, um, how folks think about the United States how they think about life in general, how they think about revenue and or how they think about work ethic. It's really, um, so again, cause I'm a high fact finder with Colby. I just, I just love talking to people and learning from them. So. So learning from people that's, you know, if, if we think about how learning has changed, I mean, masterminds have been around since the apostles and eventually Benjamin Franklin created the next one. I think it was called the, hmm. the leather apron club. That's interesting. Um, See, I didn't know that. That's super interesting to know that. Yeah. And then eventually Napoleon Hill talks about it. So with masterminds and self-education being such a large boom right now and growth over the, the last several years, where do you really see self-education going forward? Well, this is why I said before, I think there's going to be a lot more companies like mine where, again, high price point, low overhead, you create this, my 10Xing is 10Xing my network on a global level. It has nothing to do with revenue. It's 10Xing my network and experiences in life. So when you do that, it's all about self-learning and then learning about other people. And when you do that and genuinely care about people, the right people, it just creates this endless joy, you know, endless potential for revenue, endless potential for meeting great people, uh, endless potential for helping people. But the key to that is like not being stuck in a bubble. It's getting out and meeting people virtually or in person eventually. And again, genuinely caring about them and learning from them so you can learn about yourself. So I, I think that's a very strong mantra for most companies moving forward where it's not like cubicle meeting, cubicle meeting. It's like really getting to know people on a much deeper level and seeing how business can flow from that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you really think of not just because of what we went through, that there, there's a, this huge change and this shift in the paradigm and how we're, we're right. connecting or getting to know each other, but 
it was due time to find a way to do things differently. Yes. The old ways of in the box, mm-hmm. um, they just weren't working. Right. They, they really weren't. So now when someone typically invests in their future, they have a you know, better than vague idea of what they're going to get into. Yep. Um, they have some form of expectation of the people that they're going to be around. Now, yep. you don't have what you would sit there and say you're typical if I sat there and said, hey, you know, Justin's mastermind. But you have a network of 40,000 people. So it's like a, a it's, it's like a, it's a an incubator of geniuses. That's yeah, what it is. On steroids. On steroids. And it's only the beginning. It's just going to keep building and building and building. Right. That's what's exciting. What should people expect when they enter your reality? Well, let me answer it this way, because when I started this business, again, just a little over three years ago, I had no idea what groups I needed to be in. I was starting in these like much smaller business groups, like a painter or a small restaurant. And I went into those places thinking like, like, what is wrong with me? None of these people understand what I'm saying at all. Like I was like an alien in those groups. Then I found these higher level thinking, you know, higher revenue companies that have invested heavily in their businesses. And that's why their companies have been successful. They don't look at things as cost. They look at things as investments. Those are the people that you want to be around. And I, and I'll say this like in all humility, like very few people have a network like mine. And, and I mean, in terms of like PR and building a network, there are a few people in the world who are better at it than I am, but I'm basically useless to society besides that being a good dad and a decent husband. But I know that about myself. So when you build this, uh, the right network of right people that mesh with your brain, however your brain is, it's really fun. Like this is just endlessly fun for me is meeting the right people. That's my drug. That's my unique ability is connecting with people like that. So when you find the right people for you, the right network for you and what you like to do and what you're good at, then it's never work. It's always just fun and interesting. So that's the key is finding brains like yours. Yeah. And, and you mentioned family right there. Uh, how does, how does, um, you, you've got a son, two sons, yeah. two sons, two sons. How does your son look at daddy's brain and what he does, <laughs> what he works at or has fun versus your spouse? Yep. So my wife's a pediatrician. So my two sons are two sons, Jake and Chase, uh, they're seven and five. Chase is actually almost six, but so they have this super unusual mix of brains. They have this wackadoo adventuresome, entrepreneurial spirit of mine. And then they have my wife's, my wife has a, a photographic memory. It's pretty unbelievable. And I guess I might too, cause I can remember things, but so she's, and she's scientific, super kind, warm to all people. So they have this really interesting mix of brains. So with that background, the kids and I are talking about the difference between visionary and implementer. And I go, what are mommy's friends? Are they implementers, integrators, or visionaries? And they're like, they're integrators. They do stuff. They work. And and I go, what are all of daddy's friends? And they're like, they're all visionaries. So those are the conversations I'm having in my house. And then the book I'm reading to them is um, Robert O'Neill, the Navy SEAL who killed bin Laden, fired the fatal shots. I'm reading them that biography. So like, I don't treat my kids like kids per se. They're like adults to me. And I'm teaching them about being an entrepreneur and why I get to see them all the time. And that's one of the chapters in my book. We were at Dunkin' Donuts and there was this guy, he was well-dressed and uh, he was with his, I'm assuming three daughters. And there was like this nice, really nice truck with a uh, landscaping logo on it in the parking lot. I go, I go, I guarantee you this guy takes his three daughters into that, into that truck. And sure enough, they walked out into the parking lot and then uh, the guy went in there with the truck and I go, guys, he he was able to do that because he's an entrepreneur and he can, do what he wants when he wants and he can have that nice truck or whatever. 
So those are the conversations I have with my son. It's not like what's on TV with a cartoon. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm, and I'm adamant about that because I'm preparing them for the real world. And, and if they want to be entrepreneurs, the seven-year-old said he does. The five-year-old wants to be a paratrooper, he said. But so if they want to be entrepreneurs, I'm preparing them because I had literally no background in any of this before I started it. Wow. Amazing. And I appreciate you sharing that uh, more of the intimate thing about what's going on inside of your household because of, oh, yeah. house, because of entrepreneurship, because <laughs> Absolutely. of the, the, the neuro network that you continue Ooh, to build. I like that neuro network. That's good. Cause that's they, what it is. It's yeah. a network of people's brains. Think that's of the neurons exactly. just firing. Well, yeah. and it's, so someone can say something obscure. Like I'll talk to someone in Australia and he'll be like, I own 23 companies. And then my brain, which again, I don't write anything down. I'll be like, oh, I know a guy who in California owns 23 companies. And then I'll just introduce them because, hey, you guys both own 23 companies. And then, I mean, amazing synergies come from that. It's the, just what happens. Yeah. So the that's my number one superpower. The power of 23. Awesome. Mm. So, so, so let's think about this. You know, today people really have a way of surprising us, whether it's due to their drive, their willingness to learn, you know, the rooms that you put together or the, the rooms that you connect with, yes. um, you kind of hand selected and it's a large hand selection. It's a, it's a big hand with a big yeah. world with the right people. Yeah. And, and sometimes someone slips through, but you quickly, Those, you know, I, you yes. quickly get rid of them. It, it yes. happens. It's the yes. reality. Has, has anyone surprised you and what they've been able to accomplish because of the the rooms the grandiose rooms that you've built any story anyone that's really surprised you and what they've been able to accomplish with that connection yes so occasionally someone will change their brain from cost scarcity mindset to investment abundance mindset like someone will be right on the fence and they'll they'll come over and uh I had a, a podcast interview with him. He was the host and uh, I've known him for a long time and he was thinking about being my client and thinking about it. And, but he was in the cost mindset. And then he, we had this, uh, we had this really nice conversation on a podcast and right after the thing stopped recording, he's like, okay, I'm ready to sign. You inspired me to do it and gotten him on TV and tons of other things. And it's like, when something like that happens, which is rare, it's really exciting. I also did not have an abundance investment mindset when I started a business. I had no idea what I was doing. So it, you can change your brain. And you know, to your point about masterminds, that's so important for helping you change your brain. But when you see someone else actually change how they think and, and it benefits their life immediately, that's really exciting. So that does happen occasionally in my life. Wow. Then that's, that's amazing. And he's still with you, I'm guessing. The, oh yeah, the absolutely. Of course. Yeah. And I've introduced him to a million awesome people too that have nothing to do with what I do in terms of PR. It's just people that, that will continue to further evolve his brain. So, so I've got to ask, as, as, as your network continues to expand, mm -hmm. how do you really keep track of or how would you uh, help someone keep track of? <laughs> I use MindMeister is what I've been using lately. Um, and it allows me to build out like an org chart or a connection yep. chart. But yep. what, what would your recommendation be in order for someone to control and not lose their mind in who they're connecting with? Um, so I have one of the weirdest entrepreneurial brains on the planet. I don't write anything down. It's all in my head and I can store limitless amount of information with that. 
again, if you ask me to assemble a model car, I'll have a nervous breakdown. So at this, <laughs> exceptionally good, everything else, exceptionally bad. For people who do not have an alien brain like mine, I would recommend some type of CRM to keep track of it. Have someone scrub your emails and you know create a contact list out of that, something like that. But I wish I could explain my, my brain is just like, it just is what it is. But again, that's what I've learned through my masterminds is what my number one superpower and that's connecting people on a global level. But um, yeah, some type of CRM, some type of Calendly where you can put important notes in there and stuff. I, I guess that would, I'm sure that would help. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And like I said, I'm using MindMeister pretty easy thing. It's on your phone and, uh, you can also have a, a PC version of it. So, right. you know, and so to my point, like the, even installing something like that for me would really cause problems in my head. It yeah. would actually be a, an inhib. It would inhibit me doing a good job. It right. would just be an obstacle. Yeah. It's all in how we work. And so, you right. know, I mean, like, you know, when, when, when I'm working with, um, a coach or a mentor, whatever that is, you know, a lot of the things that we talk about is, uh, well, mentorship willingness to fail, uh, experimentation, yes. Yes. partnerships. And, yes. and one of the things that I, I constantly stop at is our willingness to succeed with the sensitivity of social media. I feel that we're actually afraid to succeed. So what do you feel it takes to get over that hump and being successful and being okay with it? Yep. So one of the chapters of my book is uh, be okay with celebrating your accomplishments and really enjoying it. So I, I mean, before COVID, I, I was throwing all these like client appreciation parties or whatever. I'm having a book launch party that eventually will happen in person. And I just do it as kind of a science project to bring all these awesome people together. But like, I had to learn that it was okay to be like, I've built a successful company. I should be proud of myself. It's okay to do that. And like, Again, when you do that and you're not cocky about it, but you just show your confidence, you attract other confident people who, again, who have built those successful businesses. And like, it's okay that I make as much money as I want and I spend as much family time as I want to. And I, and I only work with the best people on the planet and weed out everything else. Like, that's fine. I know that about myself. And one, I'm certainly not apologizing for it. And two, I'm just going to continue to double down on that because I'm not going to waste my time with, with, with nudniks or people that are wasting my time. So I only want to, you have a limited amount of time on earth. Uh, my kids are growing up very fast and I'm not, I'm not going to let some nudnik waste my time with my family. I'm just not going to do that. So being direct is the, the best way in terms of my opinion and my experience, just weed out all the people you don't want to work with. Yeah. Be direct. And, and and be okay with success and, and right. understand, you know, Hey, failure is going to happen. You have to be willing to fail. Yes. Um, or, or there's no way you actually understand how, you know, how great it is when you do succeed. So that's right. Yeah. I think those are all important things right there. You know, as, as we're getting closer to the end, I want to ask you, you know, as there's always new ideas brewing in times of prosperity, mm-hmm. I really believe, though, that innovation and ingenuity comes out of times when we feel the squeeze. Uh, absolutely. What are you working on right now that's going to take place over the next 12 months that really excites you? I get this type of question all the time. Where do you see yourself in 12 months? Where do you see yourself in two years? So, again, I am the outlier eyeball entrepreneur. 
because of the people I talk to five to 10 times a day, the question that I like to answer or ask myself is what is going to happen in the next 12 hours that's going to change my life. I could meet two clients that could invest a ton of money in my business in the next 12 hours. And that literally can happen every day. So I am like totally in the moment. And to your point earlier, celebrating those successes and enjoying my interactions with people. What I will say is I, uh, again, through strategic coach, I've written down my life goals. So I'm 43. So, and I know these in my head, like, cause I just repeat them to myself every day. But so I want to be a hundred. I want to be at my grandchildren's weddings. I want to go to Svalbard to see the polar bears. I want to swim with great white sharks. And I want to take my family on a week long or a month long vacation in Alaska. So that's it. So like I have these life goals, but there's so many great things that happen every day to me that I'm enjoying that I, looking a year from now, it's, that's not, it doesn't work for me like that. Yeah. Wow. And, and that's a great way to look at it because who knows what's going to be in a year from now. But, but what you can look at is what's actually happening in the next 12 to 24 hours. Right. That can make a direct impact on not only yourself, but the people that you're connecting with. That's correct. So I make at least minimum 10 life-changing intros to people every single day. At le- I mean, that's a small number on a, on a day. But like, I'll talk to someone and like, during the conversation, like, cause they'll mesh their brains. I'm like, intro to them, intro to them, intro to them, intro to them. And, and then people a week later, they're like, wow, how did you know how to introduce me to that person? They're just like the greatest person ever. They're my new best friend, or we might be doing business together. I get an email like that every single day or like a comment from like, oh man, that was a great intro to that person. So like when you do that all the time, it looking a year ahead from now, that doesn't, I just am enjoying doing that and helping people. And yeah. the byproduct is my business has exploded because of it. Yeah. 3,500, give or take a few uh, connections on a yearly basis. That's uh, <laughs> that's not bad, but Hey, you've got 40,000 connections already. And just your brain platform. is interesting because you, you take what I say and then you make it, um, you simplify it in a good way. I like how, like neuron network. That was smart too. <laughs> Don't tell anyone. They're going to start expecting a little too much from me. <laughs> L- let me ask you, what is a, I, I hate to use the word trick, but a tip, a trick, a uh, something that you've learned in the last six months that you could pass on to anyone that's listening. Because let's say, let's say you had the fast pass to Disney. Okay. And you guys went to, to the Disney f- with yeah. the fast pass. Yep. And okay. you get to go to the front of the line every time. Yep. What's something that someone could implement today yes. that gives them that fast pass that you've recently learned? The thing that people have gotten the most from my book, which I kind of found surprising, but maybe not because it's geared for entrepreneurs or hopeful entrepreneurs, is the um, chapter that says work with people that only look at things as, inv- as investments, not costs. So a quick thing to weed out uh, nudniks and, and nonsense is if someone asks, what do you cost or what do you charge within the first five or 10 minutes, get rid of those people immediately. Those people are going to be terrible clients. They're going to always be thinking about cost uh, or money and not as an investment. And then even worse and more toxic is they're going to introduce you to people in their network, which are likely the same cost scarcity mindset. So if someone asks, what do you cost or what do you charge? Dump them very fast. If someone asks, what does an investment with you look like? Give them the biggest virtual or in-person hug you can possibly imagine because those are the people you want in your network and those are the people that introduce you to other people like that. Yeah, I think, I think more importantly, it's, it's what, what is it going to cost you if you don't take that step? What is it going to cost you if you don't 
make that connection, yep. join that mastermind, have that mentorship. Like, can you afford everything not, is an investment to absolutely yeah. not everything I've done or I've invested in myself joining these groups or, you know, throwing these giant parties for my clients or whatever. It, it's all an investment. And these are not, you know, they're not cheap. These are, these are worthwhile investments. But when you look at it, you don't look at it as a cost. You look at it as an investment, then it just pays off a million fold just from the people you meet or the experience you have or how your brain evolves. Like it's, so again, I only work with people like that. Otherwise it's a total waste of my time and we're just going to smash heads and I don't want to deal with that nonsense. So see you later. Yeah. And you can't get the, t- you can't get time back. There, there's not a price that you can actually put on. T- Someone says, how much are you per hour? There, there is no price. Oh, that you, God. Can actually, oh, you can't God. put that. You, no, no, there, no, no, no. There isn't on that. So Justin, I appreciate it. We've got the, the founder of Brepic. Justin Breen. He's got a Nora network of over 40,000 in one social network and an over 20,000 in another one. If you want to get to know someone like this, that'll connect you with 10 important people that you didn't even know you needed to know. He's the guy that you want to reach out to just to have a conversation because the mastermind that he's built is something that is on a whole different level and, and what he's doing going forward, doing it differently because he, you realize that the way that it was done you hated over the last 20 years. So again, That's right. I appreciate the time that you've spent with us today. Thank you very much. And uh, hey, everyone, go check them out. Take a look and reach out to them. Best places on LinkedIn. Justin, thank you. Thanks, dude. Great talking to you. Thank you for listening to The Mastermind Effect, your secret weapon for personal development. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to share with a friend and leave a five-star review on iTunes. And don't forget to subscribe through your favorite podcast host so you won't miss a single episode. You're one step closer to experiencing the Mastermind Effect.